Robert Reich recently wrote an op-ed railing against Elon Musk's attempt to end or at least roll back Twitter's censorship. Reich is a former U.S. Secretary of Labor, and he's a professor at UC Berkeley. Given the content of his op-ed, I think it warrants examination. Reich's op-ed was written before Musk's offer to purchase Twitter outright and take it private. However, that offer only makes Reich's comments more appropriate for examination. Today, I'm only going to share with you the portions of the op-ed that deal directly with censorship on social media platforms such as Twitter. Everything else just window dressing, and I don't want to waste your time with that. So, what did Reich have to say? The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Reich begins with these words. The Russian people know little about Putin's war on Ukraine because Putin has blocked their access to the truth, substituting propaganda and lies. Years ago, pundits assumed the internet would open a new era of democracy, giving everyone access to the truth. But dictators like Putin and demagogues like Trump have demonstrated how naive that assumption was. Let's take a moment here and look at Reich's phrase, a new era of democracy. <laughs> what does that even mean in a practical sense? I might speculate what I think it means, and you might speculate on what you think it means, but since Reich didn't explain what it means, we have no way to know what that phrase means. It's, it's much like make America great again. You could take a hundred people, we'll call them Trump supporters for the sake of this discussion. You could take a hundred Trump supporters individually so they can't hear each other talk. And you could say to one of them, what does make America great again? And then move that person away. And then in isolation, ask the second one, what does make America great again mean? And in the third and so on. When you got through the whole hundred, you'd probably have a hundred different answers because it means whatever the person hearing it thinks it means, which is exactly the case with Reich's phrase, new era of democracy. I should point out that Reich begins his op-ed by pointing out that, in his view, the people of Russia are not getting the facts that he believes they should get concerning Russia's invasion of the Ukraine because of censorship, which of course involves social media censorship. So, at least in the first 23 words of his op-ed, he seems to acknowledge that censorship is a problem. Now, continuing with Reich's op-ed, quote, at least the U.S. responded to Trump's lies. Trump had 88 million Twitter followers before Twitter took him off its platform, just two days after the attack on the Capitol, which he provoked in part with his tweets. So again, let's analyze what Reich is saying. He says, the U.S. responded to Trump's lies. In that context, who is the U.S. responding to Trump? Well, in the totality of that paragraph, I can only imagine that what Reich means, because he doesn't tell us, so we have to imagine, I can only imagine what he means is the wealthy elites who have control of social media platforms. The wealthy elites decided that Trump could no longer have a voice on social media. Reich then continues, these moves were necessary to protect American democracy. 
And that sentence puts him in conflict with the founding fathers whose views were whether you were a dirt poor farmer or whether you were one of the Virginia elite before the Revolutionary War or one of the 13 states after the Revolutionary War, their view was everyone gets to say in whatever venues available given the era and the technology, everyone gets to say whatever they want to say. And it's up to the person reading it or hearing it or seeing it to determine what is credible. In other words, it's up to us, the American people, to decide what's credible after hearing everything that everyone has to say. Continuing now with the op-ed. But Elon Musk, the richest man in the world with 80 million Twitter followers, wasn't pleased. Musk tweeted that the U.S. tech companies shouldn't be acting, quote, as the de facto arbiter of free speech, close quote. Musk advocates free speech, but in reality, it's just about power. And Reich is absolutely correct about that. It is about power. Free speech empowers the entire populace of the United States to assess what they hear, everything they hear. That's the concept of free speech. It allows the American people to assess everything they hear and decide what they view as credible, rather than having what they see, what they hear, and accordingly what they think, controlled by the elites engaged in censorship. So yes, it is about power. Power to the people, not power to the elites. Continuing with Reich's words, power compelled Musk to buy 2.64 billion of Twitter stock, making him the largest individual shareholder. He'll buy as much as he needs to gain total control. What, in quotes, improvements does Musk have in mind for Twitter? Will he use his clout over Twitter to prevent users with tens of millions of followers from blocking people who criticize them? Wait, what? That's not platform censorship. That's individual choice of association. One user on Twitter choosing not to interact any further with another user of Twitter, that's not platform censorship. Continuing with more of Reich's words, quote, Musk has long advocated a libertarian vision of an, quote, uncontrolled internet. This vision is dangerous rubbish. There's no such animal, and there never will be. Again, with the vagueness, what does uncontrolled mean as he's using it in this context? There is a huge difference between a social media platform saying, exercising a level of control where they say, you can't come on our platform and use it to organize a murder with, with other people. Okay, we, do, we don't allow that. that. That would be control, right? You're controlling the people cannot organize felonious criminal activities using your platform. That's significantly different from making sure that people with a certain political message are not allowed to be given a voice or disallowing people from speaking against false establishment narratives. Yet Reich throws out uncontrolled once again without telling us what the hell he means by it. Continuing with Reich's words, Musk talks about freedom of speech, but his real power is freedom of reach, reaching 80 million Twitter followers without accountability to anyone, including critics like me. Wait, what? 
So Reich is saying he's upset because Musk has 88 million followers. Reich has 1.4 million followers. Seems that he's saying he's upset that more people want to hear what Musk has to say than want to hear what Reich has to say, which I think is a problem for Reich because Musk is pretty open about the fact that he doesn't share Reich's politics. Further, I've never heard Reich criticize the person who has the number one, the very most followers on Twitter. Barack Obama with 131 million. So we've got Reich at 1.4 million. We've got Elon Musk at 88 million. We've got Obama at 131 million. And Reich is equating reach with power, but I've never heard him criticize Obama for his power on Twitter. Continuing with the words of Reich, Musk has never believed that power comes with responsibility. I have to admit, I was floored by that statement. It's absolutely idiotic. Musk is in charge of several extremely large, successful companies operating in billion-dollar industries, pretty much the epitome of uh, needing to have a very strong sense of responsibility. On the other hand, Reich has spent his entire adult life either in government or academia which is essentially the antithesis of having any need for personal responsibility. Wright continues, Billionaires like Musk have shown time and again they consider themselves above the law, and to a large extent, they are. Odd that I've never heard Wright make a similar statement about a billionaire like Michael Bloomberg, who is a hard leftist. It seems that Wright's angst concerning billionaires is limited to billionaires who are either libertarian or right-leaning. Then Reich says, Musk has enough wealth and enough power to control one of the most important ways the public now receives news. So it's totally fine with Reich. He never wrote this kind of op-ed. As long as control over one of the most important ways that people receive news in this modern era is controlled by the likes of Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg, Larry Page. And the only difference I can see between Musk and people like Dorsey, Zuckerberg, and Page is that they aren't openly disdainful of Reich's political views. Continuing with Reich's words, someone has to decide on the algorithms in every platform, how they're designed, how they evolve, what they reveal, and what they hide. Musk has enough power and money to quietly give himself this sort of control over Twitter. Translation. Reich is concerned that Musk won't support policies such as shadow banning, where the platform decides to limit how many people can see something that the platform operators don't like, which is what he refers to as the algorithms deciding what's going to be hidden from the users on the platform allowing the American people to see whatever is posted by the people they choose to follow on platforms such as Twitter apparently doesn't sit well with Reich. Continuing with Reich's words, Musk says he wants to, quote, free the internet, but what he really aims to do is make it even less accountable than it is now. Less accountable. Again, with the vagueness, less accountable. Accountable to who? Never for a second have I thought that somebody who posts something on any social media platform, including Twitter, 
is <clears throat> accountable to me. I'm sure you've never looked at something on a social media platform and thought, that guy needs to be accountable to me for what he said. What Reich really means by accountable is he means that their speech must be controlled. And of course, in Reich's view, in his world, speech should be controlled by him and others who think like him. Can you imagine how horrified Reich would be if the people who made the decisions about what speech should be allowed or not allowed on social media was somebody like Sean Hannity or Dick Cheney? In other words, Reich's pitch about accountability has nothing to do with accountability. It has to do with suppressing political views that Reich and other elites that think like him don't approve of. Reich continues, make no mistake, this is not about freedom, it's about power. Absolutely, Reich is 100% correct, especially the way he sees the world. It is all about power, and in particular, for him, it is about retaining the power to suppress speech of which he and his ilk do not approve. Continuing with Reich's words, it's often impossible to discover who is filling social media with lies, who is poisoning our minds with pseudoscience and propaganda, and who is deciding which versions of events go viral and which stay under wraps. I think it's pretty clear that Reich wants the power for himself and his ilk to determine, as he puts it, uh, what is poison, uh, the lies, what is pseudoscience or valid science, and what is factual versus what is propaganda. He also, he and his ilk, want the power to suppress a post if it's highly popular and begins to go viral. But of course, they will only suppress those posts that look like they're going viral when they disagree with the message. As an example, Reich would certainly never suppress a post by Barack Obama that was going viral. I don't know about you, but I don't want anybody making those decisions for me. I don't want anybody deciding what is poison, what are lies, what's true science, what's fake science, what's propaganda, what can go viral. I want to see it all. I want the American people to see it all. You know, for myself, I'll decide what's valid science. I'll decide what's invalid science. I'll decide what's propaganda. I don't need any elitist, arrogant assholes making sure that only the messages they like can be seen by the American public. Continuing with Reich's words, in Musk's vision of Twitter and the internet, he'd be the wizard behind the curtain, projecting on the world screen a fake image of a brave new world empowering everyone. In reality, that world would be dominated by the richest and most powerful people in the world who wouldn't be accountable to anyone for facts, truth, science, or common good. Hmm, let's see now. Projecting on the world screen a fake image of a brave new world empowering everybody. Empowering everybody is a fake image. So, according to Wright, Allowing everyone to speak freely is not, what do you say, empowering everyone. But controlling what people are allowed to see and hear is empowering everyone. And finally, Musk's final paragraph, 
That's Musk's dream, and Trump's, and Putin's, and the dream of every dictator, strongman, demagogue, and modern-day robber baron on earth. For the rest of us, it would be a brave new nightmare. End op-ed. I'm sure you noticed how Reich lumped Musk in with Putin and Trump. Uh, I'm going to ignore the, the Putin and Trump part, but I do want to focus on the adjectives he used, the descriptors, and Musk. Is Musk a dictator? No. Is Musk a strong man? No. Well, that's virtually synonymous with dictator. Is he a demagogue, which applies to a politician? No. Is he a modern-day robber baron? No. In other words, Reich attempts to hang four anti-liberty appellations upon Musk, none of which can rationally or factually be applied to him. At this point, allow me to share my personal thoughts with you. My confidence in the American people has nosedived over, we'll just call it the last decade or so. In my opinion, the masses here in the U.S. are now easily manipulated into accepting whatever the establishment wants them to accept. I don't see a lot of critical thinking skills in the U.S. public. I think if the choice is between making a decision based on emotion or making a decision based on intellect. At this point in American history, yeah, the Americans making emotionally driven decisions, yeah, it's a slam dunk. I think America is predominantly at this point a nation of sheep. Given that perspective, I'm obviously not attempting to make an argument for you here today that free speech will cause the American people to make wise decisions. With my, that as my frame of reference, I see two options. Option number one, the elites can decide what can be said, or at least what can be said in a way that others can be exposed to it. And at this moment in history, it appears to be people on the left that are making those decisions. Option number two, no one is controlling anything that anyone has said. Therefore, the American people are free to hear anything and everything that is being said, and then they are free to make as many shitty decisions as they want. But here's the thing. If freedom is to mean anything, it must include the freedom to make mistakes, to be wrong, to make crappy decisions. So for me... I would not love it, but I would much rather live in a country where the American people are free to hear and see all of the information, make their own decisions, and the result of that is the country goes down in flames, rather than a country where what you see in here is controlled by the wealthy elites and the masses they falsely believe they're free while they're being brainwashed into following and believing in false establishment narratives because voices in opposition are no longer allowed to speak or be heard. Even if Americans make all the wrong choices, all the wrong decisions, better that than the Orwellian leftist 
censorship-based nightmare that Reich envisions and wants for America. If you value this sort of analysis and you value facts, data, and evidence that undermine false establishment narratives, which is essentially, I guess if, you, if I've had a profession for the last 20 years, it's been doing exactly that, presenting facts, data, and evidence that disproves false establishment narratives. But if that's what you value, if you're like me, if you can't stand the establishment pushing false narratives down the throats of the American people, brainwashing the American people, I want to encourage you to go to drreality.news. Pick yourself up a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist and or Body Science. Income Tax Shattering the Mist completely obliterates through facts, law, Supreme Court decisions, internal documents of the IRS they thought the public would never get their hands on, and I did. Treasury orders, treasury decisions, and so forth, completely eviscerates the false establishment narrative that here in America, if you work for a living, you owe some to the government. Nonsense. And then body science, same thing. Tears down the false, the tears down the false establishment narratives that have caused the American public to be the most chronically ill society in the history of the world. Despite all of our prowess with technology and medicine and science the most chronically ill society in the world. And that's because the American people have been lied to en masse by the establishment. They've literally, I know this sounds conspiratorial and I don't mean it that way. It simply is what it is. The American people have been brainwashed by 60 years of lies about human physiology, especially nutritional physiology. Body science discusses all of those establishment narratives, shows you what's behind them, shows you the fake science, the false science, the purchased science, and then compares that to the correct and valid science so you understand exactly what has taken place, what the political motivations were, what the wealth motivations were. Again, it's all for the wealthy elites. And frankly, as long as they're making their trillions of dollars, they don't care that you, the American people, are getting sick, you're miserable, you're dying years or even decades sooner than you otherwise would, depriving parents of time with their children and children time with their parents. They don't care. So if you want to know the truth about how human physiology really works, you want to get incredibly healthy, no chronic disease, lifestyle chronic disease. There are certain genetic chronic diseases. But if you don't want to get any lifestyle chronic disease, you want to live to be 90, 100, 110, 120 without any lifestyle chronic diseases. So, Because the thing isn't about living long, right? It's about living long and happily and healthy. And body science is a critical tool to help you achieve that. So, and if you go to drreality.news and grab yourself a copy of Income Tax Shattering Abyss or Body Science, you help me to continue to be here for you. Thank you.